Hello and welcome to The View from the Ninian. I'm Scott Salter, it's the international break and we're coming off of a 4-2 loss for Cardiff City away to West Brom. We're looking back at that game and answering some of your listeners' questions with Ben Price and Harrell Bennett this week. Enjoy. Well, I'm delighted this week to be joined by Ben Price and Hoel Benny Bennett. How's it going, boys? Not bad, dude. How's it going? Yes, not too yeah. bad, thanks. Not, not bad, mate. Not bad. Keep well, lads? Yeah, all good. Ben, how does it feel to be slumming it again over, over Skype after being in that lovely studio last week? It's colder, it's more depressing, but on the plus side, there is no Gareth Baker, so it's not all bad news. Always <laughs> a plus. suppose we're into the international break now and, you know... We're coming into it off a 4-2 loss against West Brom. Ben, what are your initial reactions to that game? It was a disappointing result. It was a disappointing performance. It felt like for the step forward we took at Hull and uh, QPR, it felt like it was a massive step back to sort of what we were doing before. I know they're a far better team that are going to be up there, probably top two, if not at the very very worst, top four. But it wasn't good. Um, I think 4-2 flat as us, I think is a very generous score. They could have had a few more, and if it wasn't for Danny Ward's heroics, we'd have been looking at an absolute hammering. And Benny, no shame in this loss, is it? You know, you look at the table, West Brom are top, 22 points from 11, you know, after that game. They're a good team, aren't they? They're, you know, a very good, experienced manager who, let's not forget, you know, has done well at World Cups with Croatia, so... There's no shame in it, but there's still a bit of disappointment. Uh, not for me, mate. I think um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, they're like you say, they're a very, very good team. Slav is a, is a really good manager. Um, I think West Brom are going to be up there all season. My mate who I work with, he was, he was at the game on Saturday, um, and he said it's the best they've played all season. Charlie Austin's off the mark, which is bloody typical. Um, but... I think it's, it's definitely no shame, and I'm definitely not hitting the panic button yet because we, we played all right. Uh, we didn't. We played all right. Uh, we, we're sitting too deep as usual um, away from home, and we just set that not to, not to lose, and it, it, that's starting to get a little bit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little Straight bit frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ben, where do you think the game was kind of won and lost? Do you think it is that factor, like Benny said, of we're just not set up well at the moment away from home? Yeah, it's a it's a mentality thing, I think. Um, I wasn't too disappointed with the squad. I thought it was quite a decent squad, um, like the, the 11 Warnock picked. But for some reason, it's just the second we step out the CCS, um, I don't know if tactics are the issue. I don't know if it's players' confidence. But we just seem to lose all... We just seem to lose what we're about. Um, even for us, we're hoofing it long. We're not really controlling the game. The midfield goes missing. I think Joe Rawls really was a huge miss. Um, Patterson, as well as he did in his cameo at QPR, sort of felt like it again. It's one of those players that took a massive step backwards. Um, it didn't happen for him. Tomlin, unlucky to miss out, unlucky not to get a run. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just, we just set up wrong away from home. I don't know if it's a change of formation. Do we look at going to a back three and playing wing backs? Um, I really don't know, but it's something Neil Warnock has to address quickly. Otherwise, we're going to really struggle to hit the playoffs. I think you know a, a back three is a is a big 
step away from what Warnock is, you know, his kind of tried and trusted. But, you know, we're kind of setting up exactly the same as home as we are away from home. And you can't really do that. And we didn't do that in our promotion season, you know, away from home. You'd be much more likely, you know, particularly the second half of the season to see kind of Gunnarsson or Gruich, Bryson and Rawls, you know, maybe a, a 4-5-1 rather than a 4-2-3-1. But we're kind of playing that 4-2-3-1 at the moment. And, you know, Bakuna is a, a classic example on on Saturday, Benny, that, you know, has been really impressive in the last month and uh, was, was christened view from the Indian Player of the Month for September. But he had so much defensive work to do on Saturday, along with Pack, that there was nothing that he was able to go forward. And it feels like we're a bit short there in that centre of midfield when away from home. Yeah, I, obviously the the Bakuna lovings carried on, and, and please don't think that's a digger Bakuna. I, I, he still got a lot of work to do to massively win me over, but he's been playing better. Um, What's he yeah. got to do to win you over there, mate? Because I don't see a lot wrong with what he's done the last few weeks to not win people over. Ben <laughs> wants a nice fancy dinner, doesn't he? He wants him to take him out, Cardiff Bay. Absolutely, mate. That's that's exactly what I want. No, mate, Ben, I don't know what it was, mate. For me, that I, I don't want to rehash it, but that Reading game, his performance against them, it was probably up there with the worst I've seen next to J. Lloyd Samuel all those years ago. And that was dreadful but he's been playing better he's not been he's not been playing like a championship select 11 every single week which is a lot what a lot of people are saying he's doing he's not he is he's not missing tackles fine but he's making poor decisions on the ball at times and it still frustrates me but listen i'm not demanding perfection but i'm demanding him play like this for the rest of the season just to wipe that dismal performance out of my mind but at the number 10 role he played, I think it was a hull a couple of weeks back. You know, he's getting a load of plaudits. And fair enough, if if that's his position, then maybe he should be utilising that. I think that's what he's trying to do at West Brom. But, again, he was doing a lot of defensive donkey work, which I think is down to the formation and the tactics that Warnock is playing. I think, we, like you said, I think Rawls was a massive miss. Um, and and I, I do think that... Against West Brom, I think the wing-backs, like you say, Ben, I do agree with you there. I think that would have been a better setup. I think Joe Bennett on the left, Gavin White on the right, because he's doing that defensive work anyway. Let's keep Peltier, Morrison and um, Flint at the back. And then you've just got the, the midfield three with Riles, um, Pack, and to be fair, Bakuna, because you can't drop him at the moment. Uh, and then just have, I would start playing Ward and Glatz front as well. But... That's just me. Yeah, it's been a big uh, big conversation, Danny Ward, hasn't it? We'll come on to that in a minute. But Ben, defensively, you know, there's a few things, isn't there? Away from home in particular, we keep conceding, maybe not sloppy goals, but goals that we shouldn't be conceding and that, you know, in our promotion year and when we're at our best, we, we don't concede goals like that. And, you know, early goal, 20 minutes in, kind of sets the temper, doesn't it? Changes the game and the defence... We all know, particularly, uh, you know, Morris and Flint and Peltier don't have the greatest amount of pace. And that's something they really struggled with against West Brom, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the first time they've really, in probably since the Reading game, that the back four haven't, or the back three of uh, Peltier, Morrison and Flint really haven't controlled the game. Uh, they allowed the quick players to get between them. 
uh, West Brom's movement was fantastic. Um, it's got to be said, it made it very difficult to defend against. But it's the first time we've not really taken control in that sort of area, and that's why we got punished massively. Um, they've got some, they, they they've got some great players, but it was disappointing to see just those goals conceded. And it's not all, to be honest, it's not all the uh, defenders' faults. And I don't think it was their worst performances of the season. Uh, I think it was more issues with midfield and just a lack of communication. Um, just basic, basic errors cost goals, and that's just where they all came from. And going forwards, Benny, you mentioned there Danny Ward, and I'll hold my hands up here a bit. I, I've questioned the love for Danny Ward a bit. You know, I've I see him as a, as a hard worker, but maybe not much more than that. But right now, it, it's hard to ignore. You know, he's grabbed a few goals. The two there was it against Hull? Is his other goal? Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. he's making a claim, and you know, I like Glatzel, but you know, Danny Ward scoring goals and. On one hand, I don't think it's Glatzel's fault at all that he's been isolated and has got barely any service. So do you think you mentioned playing Ward and Glatzel together? Do you think that's the answer? I think it is. He, even if he sticks with the same formation, why not stick Ward just behind Glatzel so he's running beyond him when Glatzel is getting the ball and just plays him through? I think Danny Ward's done enough now to make Warlock go, yeah, all right, mate, let's stick you in and see what you can do. But I think... I don't think we can drop Glatzel at the moment. He's still doing what he needs to be doing, well, apart from scoring. But um, he, he just, he's not getting the service. And I think I think Glatzel will thrive more with playing with a strike partner um, who knows how to run behind the defence. I mean, if you look at that goal against West Brom, Danny Ward, you know, hit that line perfectly and he just round, roundly went, slotted yeah. it. Um, the whole goal as well, that that was a difficult finish. It really was. Yeah. So, um, and the header, I, well, it happened so quick in, in the corner. I mean, those are the type of deliveries we want and we're not getting this season again. But, you know, the wingers, they, they're not delivering enough or they're isolating Glatzel too much as well. If, they, if they're going to play, come in, just invert themselves a little bit and just come in and help join the attack. Like A few years back, they used to do that. Hoyler, Mendes Lang, they were swapping wings. I think you said it on the podcast last week. They were swapping wings. They were, um, you know, they, they were coming inside. They're helping each other out. And if you look at that goal against Leeds we scored two years ago, oh, we haven't seen any of that. None of it. And I, I think that's the most frustrating thing for me. And Ben, it was Hoyler that got the nod ahead of Josh Murphy. Do you think that was a, a defensive decision from Warnock? You know. Hoyler is better tracking back and providing support than uh, than Murphy. Um, a mix of defensive and sort of performance based as well. I don't think over the last few games uh, we've seen the best of Murphy. Um, he's not deserved that starting place. Uh, whereas Hoyler's done all right when he's come on off the bench. Um, wasn't again not up another player that didn't exactly set the world on fire um, against West Brom, but no, I don't think any player did apart from really Danny Ward. But um, yeah, I think Hoylet was more than deserving of his start. Um, I think Murphy needs a couple of games out to sort of get his focus back. Totally agree. And Alex Smithies keeps his place in goal at the moment. I, I wondered whether after the... Uh, was it the whole game he, he let in? Not necessarily his fault, but a free kick that maybe could have done better. I thought that was kind of... Uh, Murlock might have just been waiting for a slight moment to bring Etheridge back in, but... 
Smithies keeps his, his place and, you know, in Terry Phillips' match uh, report and player ratings this week, got man of the match and, you know, was an outstanding in, by all accounts, kept Cardiff in it a lot more than, than probably they deserved. Yeah, Smithies kept it down to four. It could have been five or six. Mm. Um, he put up some great saves and was probably the only player that can really come out with their head held high. It's um, it's sort of one of those games um, when you're a keeper, sometimes they're about your best games are when you've had an absolute drubbing. I know it sounds weird, but um, none of the goals he was at fault for. Um, pulled up some great saves to keep us in it. Tried to organise a defence. Um, yeah, it's it, on paper you'd sort of look at it and say, right, he's conceded four, it's time to bring Etheridge in. But um, I don't see, apart from the whole goal, I don't see any uh, goals that we conceded over the last couple of weeks that Etheridge would have kept out. I really don't. Um, he's done more than enough to keep his place in that team for now, even after the international break. The question is, I suppose, is, is whether Etheridge has that more confidence with the back four and that relationship and whether that's the benefit, whereas maybe Smithies might not have been at fault for any goals, but would that solidity with the relationship with Etheridge made a difference? We don't know, do we? But I guess that that's kind of one of the arguments. Um, and Benny, one of the other kind of big talking points at the moment, and uh, I know this is in the, the Wales squad, is is Will Vokes. You know, I think it's 60 minutes he's played so far this season in a Cardiff shirt. Left out of the matchday squad again. Um, it is worth noting uh, that EFL rules stipulate that a matchday squad must have one homegrown player in. Now, usually that's Joe Rawls, um, so we're fine. But, you know, obviously with Rawls injured, Cameron Cox is the only one in the squad. So we don't know if, if Rawls was fit, whether Volks would be on the bench instead of Cox. But it's a strange situation, isn't it, Benny? We didn't expect this. You know, I remember talking at the start of the season about Will Vokes seemed like a perfect Neil Warnock player. Doesn't seem to get a sniff at the moment. No, mate. Uh, it's disappointing me, Will Vokes, because I, I really liked him um, for, uh, was it Rotherham, wasn't it? Yeah. Last season. Um, him and Semi Ajayi were, you know, they were two standout players last season. Um, and for Vokes to come into Cardiff, I was really excited about him. You know, he was scoring goals. He had a good boot on him. You know, he was at, he was box to box, and we just haven't used him. Um, I think I remember the last time I, I was talking to you guys about it. Um, I said, you know, I hope hope to God he's not the next Emma Hughes, and I just feel like a jinx to poor lad. But um, you know, I'm hoping that he has a good international um, uh, performances this week. If he's if he's in the squad, I, you know, I haven't seen the team yet. For, uh, he's on the he's on the bench. He's on the bench. Yeah, he's on the bench. Is he? You can't, you can't really blame Giggs for not playing him to be for full play and uh, put him on the bench to be fair because you know he's not been playing for us. I just don't get it. You know, beginning of the season, Warlock was saying that he was trying too hard, and I, I don't know, I don't understand what he means by that. I thought he'd love him for trying too hard, if anything else. But again, you've got to maybe put that down to the scouting a little bit and thinking, well, Warlock, you signed him, bloody use him like it's just getting frustrating. Yeah, it's a strange um, one, Ben, isn't it? Because like Benny said, there was Warnock said they, he was trying too hard, and you expect that adjustment period, don't you? You expect there to be a bit of a transition. You've got to think about it, though. We're coming up what quarter of, it, quarter of the way through the season. He's had a bit of a run out, didn't impress. There's still a long way to go. Um, he'd definitely be making the bench if Rolls was fit instead of Cameron Cox. Um, but you can't drop any of the midfielders that we've got. I wouldn't drop Bakuna. 
Um, I wouldn't drop Pack. I wouldn't drop Rolls when he comes back in. I think that's going to be our solid three for the next few months at the very least. Um, I, I want Will Vox to do well. I think there's a long time for him to make an impact. He's still a young player as well that can make an impact over the next few years. But right now, I don't... I'm not crying out for him to come into the team on sentimental value. We're not in a position where we can put a player in for sentimental reasons. He needs to sort of look at himself and assess why he's not getting in that squad. Um, he didn't set Cardiff a light off during preseason. Wasn't spectacular. Um, when he's played, has done... I wouldn't say he's done terribly, but he's done nothing to make you think, all right, he's the missing link in midfield. He's the next player. He's, he needs to start. Um, but we're, time, we're missing I, a bit of creativity and a bit of, you know, he, he's not a cre- he's not He's not a creative player, though, is he? If you look but at then, creative... But if you look last season at his stats, it was similar, eight goals, eight assists, or something like that, you know, that's more than we're going to get from Bakuna, Pack. you know. We're missing that at the moment, I think. I don't see him being the man to do it at the moment on current form but the way he's played he still he still hasn't found his role within the squad and I think that's the key thing and he needs to develop that in training he needs to be knocking on Warnock's door and asking I know he's in the press conference they've said he's asked why he's not playing but right now I don't see how you could pick him in I don't see where he fits in right now who do you drop I'm not disagreeing saying someone deserves to be dropped it's just strange to me that he's not been involved more because how is he going to adjust if he's not getting any minutes you know his really his only minutes came in that reading game didn't it and he was poor but so was every single other player so it's hard he to did him, he did himself no favors with the looting game though he got a chance to really make an impact and was terrible but this note this without being too harsh he was poor really really poor um, you can't sort of. It's it's football's a tough tough thing, and he's in a tough position. Um, no one saw Bakuna play in the way he has the last few weeks. I know Betty hasn't done enough to sort of justify it for Benny, but for me, he's been well. He there was a reason he won the view from the Indian Player of the Month. Um, in September, he was outstanding. There was no way to drop him. Um, Joe Rolls is a linchpin on that side, and then when you've got Pack playing, there's your midfield. If an injury comes up like it has to Rolls. He's just been unlucky that the homegrown rule has stopped him from getting in. Because realistically, there's no one else you can drop, can you? Is there? Um, you can't drop Nelson. You need that defensive cover. Mendes and Murphy are the creative options off the wing. Uh, Tomlin, arguably, could be dropped, but he's done nothing wrong since he's gone back in the squad. And then you've got Danny Ward up front. There's just no, right now, there is no place for uh, Will Volks. He's just got to knuckle down and really sort of impress Warnock on training. The one thing we can be sure of is Warnock's not afraid to give those players a shot. If a player's in in it, he'll get in. Um, but right now, he I just don't think he's in it. And another player, Benny, that uh, Cardiff fans are used to maybe not impressing or not earning it, and West Brom fans are, are finding that out pretty so quickly, is, is Kenza Hall. We saw a glimpse of him on Saturday, <clears throat> just looking at his uh, stats. Dispossessed once, no shots played nine minutes, pretty much as as we've come to expect from Ken's Hall. And did it make you miss him or, or are you quite happy with that fee we got for him? Oh, I'm back. <laughs> he, he was, uh, that's that's what Ken's Hall was doing. He, he literally, <laughs> the I'm back moment, he literally did nothing. Um, I know he was a cameo from the bench, but come on, if, if it's against your former club, stick a bit of pride in yourself. And he, 
he didn't do anything. Again, come back to my mate. He 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 wants his receipt. He's hoping he can find the receipt because they want to send him back. He, they hate him. They really dislike him. <laughs> they really dislike him. Um, I I don't miss him at all. To be fair, and I, I think you discussed it last week on the pod. Um, I think it was Baker and and, and Ben, um, and Dan. They were obviously saying that. Um, he, Bothroyd had more about him than than, than Kenza Hall, and you know. Uh, when people were comparing him to Jay Bothroyd, I'd just be like, nah, Jay Bothroyd's twice the player he was. But here we are, we got eight million for him. I'm not complaining, but I don't miss him at all. Not at all. No, I, I, I'd have to agree. And but as we wrap up West Brom there, you know, wins the international break now. Uh, our next game is on Friday night against Sheffield Wednesday at home, then away to Millwall, and then away to Swansea in the first South Wales derby of the season. How are you feeling for that one, Ben? Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to think about it. <laughs> I'm shitting myself for it. I think it's the only way to put it. I am not looking forward to that game at all. Um, I can't, especially based off this West Brom performance. We play like that against them. They're going to tear us to shreds. Um, I think just put it at the back of my mind until then and just wait until the week before I'll be buzzing for it. Um, but until then, no, nah, don't want to think about it. Just <laughs> hate it. Right, we've got a few uh, questions that, that have come in. We've got a couple of, uh, with two questions actually, one from Ad and one from uh, Hal Spinder, both of them asking uh, who we want the next manager to be once Warnock retires. And we've chatted about this before and we did a pod at the end of last season about like kind of the long-term future and planning for for Cardiff City and I don't know about you boys I don't particularly have a name in mind I did like the uh, is it the Cowley brothers that have gone to um, Huddersfield but I'd like us to, to think properly about this and have a proper identity and plan in mind and hire the manager to fit that rather than hire a manager and adopt their philosophy if that makes sense yeah 100% I'm going to stick I'm going to stick on my answer on Twitter of Captain Raymond Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> love that uh, I've got one person in mind that he's been mentioned a few times in the media the last couple of weeks uh, Mike Flynn I think he's doing a great job at Newport I know it's a hell of a step up for him but if you listen to the way he spoke about us uh, in the playoffs when we allowed to use the City Stadium uh, for the playoff final uh, to train there he, he spoke very highly of us I think Hattie Rocky at the club have taken notice of that. I think they're taking notice of what he's doing at Newport. He's not a million miles away from Warnock's style, um, but that he is also a bit more of a modern approach to it as well. So, I and he's just at the road. Mike Fred all day for me. I like that you're concerned about his commute time. Just at the roads. Nice and convenient <laughs> for him. It's not nice and convenient. You try going for the Bring Glass Tunnels to get to Cardiff. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah, well, you just avoid them. Just go on the uh, SDR, don't you? Then uh... <laughs> Dan Jardine, who uh, made his debut on the pod last week, and uh, enjoyed having it. Well, listening to him being on, he asks who you'd like to see signed in January. Now, it's hard for the names. I think we need someone creative, and I think we should just go and rescue old Vic from from Crystal Palace. Get him back. On loan for the rest of the season, you'll love it. I'd love Camarasa back, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think we need cover at fullbacks. 
personally. Um, if Cameron Cox isn't ready to make the step up, we need to be looking at the replacement for Peltier. He's 32. He's injury prone. Uh, well, not injury prone, but he gets himself battered because he just throws himself into it, and it's going to start catching up with him sooner rather than later. You sort of see he might he plays very similar to the way Gunnarsson plays, and you see just how Gunnarsson started to wear the wear and tear really got to Gunnarsson the last two seasons he was at the club. Um, I think there for me the key area is I think we need left back cover just to sort of give Bennett that kick up the ass that he sometimes I think he needs again. And because yeah. Cunningham, is, I don't know if you've seen, he's torn his ACL, yeah, he's out so for the, he's out, out for the for... season, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he hasn't, is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so that's sort of uh, a pressing issue for me. Strikers, I still think Glatzel's going to come good. I think he's been flogged like a dead horse. He's been flogged too much the last couple of weeks. Mm. Um, while Danny Ward sort of really, I think, to be honest, Danny Ward's done him a favour. Um, the confidence is starting to go from him a little bit, um, despite getting the two goals. I think the headers that he missed at West Brom and I think he missed him at QPR as well, didn't he? Um, he should be doing better there and that's sort of what's cost him. So I'm not worried about strikers. No point going for a 10. We don't play them properly. Even if we did, Pat, uh, Patterson gets in there covering midfield, but for me, it's the fullbacks. For you, Benny? Um, I think you're right with fullbacks there, Ben. Um, Joe Bennett, uh, mate, I Baker's probably going to give me a little bit of abuse, but Ben has not impressed me at all this season. And I know you made the point last week about Hoyler playing in front of him. We don't notice as Ben is playing as bad, but he's a he's a fucking defender. Defend first and foremost, that's his job, and he's just been going missing week in week out. Whether it be Hoyler or Murphy in front of him, um, so this is why I was hoping because I noticed that Cunningham's got a recall clause in January, apparently according to some sources. So I was going to say bring him back, but now he's out. God knows, but I think you are right. Right back, full back, uh, right back, and left back is a, a must. A must. Um, I'd love us to get a central midfield with a bit more creativity, um, because I, I, even though he has been playing well, as I said earlier, I still think Bakuna is more of a squad player than a, fir- a starter. I really do. He's, he's not gonna. He's not one of those players who's gonna get us to the playoffs. But I, 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 we need someone who's gonna just pull some strings a bit more. Um, and striker, I think. Like you said, we're fine. Um, I think it's, with Danny Ward knocking on the door now as well, I think that'll put um, put a bit of a uh, make Glatzel look over his shoulder a little bit more. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Danny, Danny Ward start next few games. But other than that, um, if we could properly swap Josh Murphy for Jake Murphy, that'd be pretty good as well. <laughs> but I, I don't know if there's any uh, difference in the way they play, to be perfectly honest. I think they're both uh, culpable for the same uh, lack of focus and um, yeah. lack of confidence. Um, you, it's you saw really a, lot, a lot of uh, Norwich fans when when we signed Josh Murphy, not massively gutted that he was going because they knew of his quality, but the consistency was was the big problem. So yeah, maybe it's yeah. A, maybe it's a Murphy family problem. Who knows? Yeah, probably is, mate. Probably is. We've got Paul Grono who uh, asks he asks who's the greatest frontman of all time. Now I think he means striker rather than uh, lead singer of a band. Although I noticed on Twitter. So Ben, you he said did. Duncan from Blue. Yeah. Stand by it. Stand <laughs> by shout. it. Big shout, that. Uh, He's got it all. He's good looking. Solid, solid songs. And, I don't know if you saw him in Hollyoaks, fantastic actor. Well, and the Innocent Smoothie oh, that he was in today. True, yeah. True. Yeah, that was good. Did you just use brilliant actor in Hollyoaks in the same sentence, Ben? Hey, he was good. <laughs> come, at, come at me. Hey. Come at me, he was good. He was good. If we're talking greatest Cardiff striker, I want 
Just just the name from you both. Who are you going for? Ernie. Chopra. I'm going to go for Ernie as well. So that's that's two to one. You know, yeah, Ernie wins. Yeah. Ending on our host last week, Gareth Baker, in typical fashion. You like so would you rather. So I've got two options for you both. Option A, Dave Jones comes back as our manager. But so does Solomon Taiwo as captain. Jesus or, Christ. I don't know where he gets this from. Or things remain the same, but every time you go to a Cardiff game, you have to wear no socks. Now, I'm maybe one of those weird hipster type people that don't really wear socks much anyway, so that doesn't particularly bother me. So I'm going B. What about you two? Mate, have you been to that stadium deep, dark December with one pair of socks on? Yeah, it's not worth yeah. the pain. No, you And you've also got to think, based on his appearance on MasterChef, Solomon oh, Taiwo could also knock up a fantastic pasta dish to get the boys ready for the game, carb load. So, um, Solomon Taiwo was on MasterChef. Yeah, yeah, he was, mate. Un- yeah. un- unsurprisingly, oh, eliminated first round. <laughs> but he was on MasterChef. Much to the light, delight of uh, Super Kev, Super who Kev absolutely smashed him. Funny. Yeah. Absolutely crying. Did MasterChef get him on based on that uh, League Cup performance as well? It was, yeah. <laughs> Probably was, yeah. <laughs> they, Dave, saw him, they saw him on Bake Off and signed in from there. Yeah, yeah. Dave Jones uh, putting a, put a little uh, cheeky, oh, you want to have a look at this boy? You can half cook, but you can't play football. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, socks for me. Um, I never want to go back to the Dave Jones days. It was, as much as it was good fun, um, we just didn't win anything <laughs> or, or get promoted or anything. So, uh, yeah, socks all day. No socks all day for me. Fair enough. Well, boys, thank you very much for joining us this week. And uh, Wales game kicks off in quarter of an hour, so we'll go off and enjoy that and uh, hopefully a, a win there as well. All right, no come on, Wales. Cheers, boys. Come on, Wales. Da, boys. Sarah.